dissolved the council permanently. Last remnants of the old republic have been swept away. Welcome to a brand new Imperial Senate podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and as always, I'm alone. So, so alone. Sadly, Nikki and Claire can't be with us today, but I do have the pleasure of being joined by two of our patrons. Kickstarting our first ever patron guest episode, we have Andy Campbell and Bobby Much. How are you guys? Hey. G'day. Hey, hey. <laughs> This is a uh, this is fun. It's the first ever sort of um, patron show we've had. Obviously, we had patron for a while, and one of the uh, tiers has the option to have you, our supporters, on um, our good friends, and we just thought of a, we're just trying to build up the idea of how we're going to implement that. But I feel like this is a, a great way of doing that. Um, obviously, Claire and Nikki are, uh, both have their own stuff going on at the minute, and they can't be on this week's episode, which is a shame. Um, and I'm wishing them all the love and all the, you know, per usual. Uh, but it is fun to have some other voices involved for once. So, um... <laughs> yeah, enough of those other guys, right? Ugh. I, I Americans. Like, I, I just want to know who's standing Nikki and who's standing Claire. Yeah, wait, am I Claire? <laughs> well, I'm the short one. I guess you're okay, Claire. Maybe, maybe Bob's Claire. I'll, have to, I'll be Claire then. So every I'll now and again, I'll just, I'll just talk about salacious Beacrum. That's a good idea, what yeah. What does talk about? Uh, Manchester United, yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bob, you're now a Rangers fan. Um, oh, oh, um, um, no, I think yeah. I can deal with that. I think that's all right. Because got Ali McCoist, so I'm happy with that. Ali McCoist lost everyone. Oh, Connors, you're about. a racist. We're talking about soccer. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Yeah, we're talking about football. Um, or, so, or soccer, it's okay. Either term is fine. Yeah. Don't, Either term. No, don't get angry about it. It's fine. It's okay. No one's going to hurt you. <laughs> anyway, Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> I mean, usually we would talk about the news, but obviously, like what we've been talking about recently, the whole lockdown situation means that news is pretty much up in the air. We've got the Disney Gallery series. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. Not the latest episode, so if you listen to this episode, I think the latest episode that came out was the VFX episode. We're not going to be talking about that that latest one. We'll be talking about beforehand. Um, obviously, we've got a lot of cool stuff that's going to be happening. The Jedi Temple show for kids, which looks amazing. I think we're going to talk about that next week. Um, and I personally will be writing a review for it uh, for buttwidopodcast.com, so make sure to check that out. Um, but the main thing I want to do with these uh, sort of patron episodes is hand it over to you guys because we make yes we do the show whatever but you're the one supporting it and i want to let you have the complete power the situation you get to talk about whatever you want and um we've got some uh, topics here um i'm excited to talk about so the first one we've got black series figures andy you suggested this topic i did uh because yeah just yesterday they announced um the next wave of uh, a whole bunch of Black Series figures, which includes now Zeb for the Rebels, because that's the one we've mainly been all waiting for. It's like, where's Zeb? And then, <laughs> yeah, now they've announced it. And uh, and new box art, too. Uh, mm. Pretty amazing. Yeah, I saw that they the whole Rebels uh, crew are being re-released, right? Yeah, the whole Rebels crew, and their box art's all purple, so it's all very, uh, so you know, like, uh, if you know, if you're in the store and stuff, you know, like, oh, purple box, it's all Rebel characters, but, um, but yeah, no, it's very cool, and, uh, yeah, I'm just, I've already pre-ordered a whole bunch of them, so (laughs) they've got my money. Um, what's, what sort of, um... Uh, well, what sort of style have they gone for? Is it like Series 1 or is it Series 4? You know, what sort well, of... Uh... From from what I've seen, just, it's Wave 26. So it's the 26th wave of the series. Or do you mean the show? Yeah, so like... Um, ah, you know, is that. it like uh, short-haired Ezra, Ezra Bridger? Is it blind Kanan? You know, no, what, it's, what... it's Season 1. It's Season 1 slash season two style for rebels oh, yeah so i Ezra's think it's got his... uh 
Yeah, Ezra's got his... Uh, when, like... when did Sabine have her really short hair? Because that's what they've gone with. That's season the one, last, the purple and the... season one? Yeah, the purple and the orange. I think that's season one. Because yeah, uh, her, her helmet changes designs throughout the series as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I think season two was the blue hair. But I feel like the, I think the first wave is season one to Siege of Mandalore, uh, not Siege of Mandalore, uh, to the Siege <laughs> of the Fall. So, yeah, so that she has that short hair in them, obviously in that episode too. And uh, yeah, Ahsoka's there as well from Rebels. So that's definitely yeah, very cool. <laughs> yeah, I will say, don't you think it's a bit of an interesting timing, such, um, based on the fact that there's these rumors about a, a sequel Rebel series because. Once Rebels was done, we've pretty much not seen any merch ever since. I, I think, yeah. uh, taking from um, Kung Fu Panda's Master Uguay, there are no accidents. I This has got to be deliberate, surely, that it's going to push and drive um, the either new announcements to come out or the actual completion or finalisation of something. However, I do admit I don't fully understand the industry, so I could be wrong there. No, you could be under something. Like, usually, uh, from what I've seen when, when they release, you know, a certain figure range, it's because uh, there are anniversaries coming up. Or, um, or in this case, yeah, there could be an announcement of these characters again. Right, yeah. let, let's be honest, as much as they're... Um, as much as we love, you know, Star Wars and, and stuff, and it's all fun, it is still a business. So I don't feel That's like it, they yeah. re- release merchandise for no apparent reason. Mm. Like, I'm yeah. super excited they're they're doing the Mandalorian in the Beskar armor. Like, I'm looking <laughs> at a photo now, and it looks awesome. And he has a jetpack. I just noticed he has a jetpack. Oh, my God. Dude. I remember when that Black Series Mando first came out and everyone was like going crazy for a celebration and then when they watched episode one <laughs> and it automatically like within the first episode changed the armor <laughs> like, yeah <"No." laughs> that's right <laughs> i do like this chopper design with the flame and the uh the waving arms that's pretty cool yeah I, i've um got him and my... so they've this is like this reap i don't know if it's like reap well, it's definitely in a new box and stuff, but it's basically the same design as the ones they've already done. Yeah. So the chopper looks the same, but yeah, the one with, um, when he's got the flame on the bottom, it's very clever how they use it as a stand. It's really cool. I just think, yeah, like you said, like every now and again, they do have different figures. Like they release a special figure, so like. The fan voted for Jaina Solo from the EU. Ah, uh, so yes, yes. And this wave, I believe, we get the Shadow Trooper from. Um, is it the Shadow Trooper? Or like, I can't remember if it's the Shadow Trooper or. Ah, uh, that from was. Force Unleashed. Um, yeah, because there's another collection called the Gaming Greats, mm-hmm. and yeah, one of them was from uh, Force Unleashed. One of the troopers. Can I just say that the Force Unleashed was until I played Jedi Fallen Order was my ultimate Star Wars game. I loved the the first Force Unleashed. I thought it was incredible. It's definitely... It, the thing about the Force Unleashed is that there's a weird sort of... Um, there's a weird aura around it now. Because mm-hmm. there's... For so many years, people were saying, no, this is how Star Wars should be. It should be like this. And like yeah. Sam Witwer and David Collins and people like that were like, no, we're literally in the game. We, we're the ones in... This isn't how Star Wars should be. It's just an exploration of a video game concept. The reason yeah. why the Force is so powerful is because it's fun to play as. It's See, not how the Force should be. Yeah. See, for me oh. with that, like when people are like, oh man, you know, like you've said, Charlie, like, oh, that's how it should be. Like, Luke Skywalker should bring ships down. and Like... <laughs> like before the last Jedi and stuff, I thought, oh yeah, maybe you know, like when he first walked out in front of those um, walkers, I'm like, oh my god, is he gonna like, move, like smash them and lift them up and stuff? That would be awesome. But then you know, we saw he did something even better, which was like project himself. Absolutely. And, like, like he I... didn't have to be, like that. That blew my mind. So I'm like, oh my god, he he did one thing better. He went to a place across the galaxy. 
when he was actually still back in Arc, arc 2. So it's like, you know, he went for the, you know, to the defensive part, you know, never for an attack, always in defense. Um, and, you know, he was binding time for the others to escape. So, like, when I hear, you know, oh, man, why didn't he, you know, fly in and, and bomb <laughs> those things? It's like they would have just saw – as soon as he arrived in the X-Men, they would have blasted him off. Like, I'd, I'm just, just thinking about a, a quote is um, – as you were saying that, you know, how he was, he was for defense, never for attack. It yeah. almost ties into the, the line that Mace Windu says. We're keepers of the peace, not soldiers. In that exactly. moment, Luke, you know, let's say within the realms, he could have gone hell-bent for leather and ran at them with a, his his laser sword and, and yeah. tried to take on the entire First Order. But he didn't. He used the peaceful way to also mm. show almost how ridiculous the whole First Order thing is. You know, they have all the firepower in the world. Yeah. And they still get outsmarted. That's why I love when he brushes his shoulder. People go, oh, oh that's, that's not a, a thing. I'm move. just like, he's doing it to piss off Ben. Like, how can you not <laughs> see that? Like, it's, it's great. so good. And I think but, like, the main you're... the main reason for bringing all that up is just, like, the 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 view of, like, oh, he should have been, like, Starkiller and pulled things from <laughs> the sky. It's like... Well, if you want to do that, that's what video games are for. Like, you do that in your Jedi Fallen Order, like, and, and Force Unleashed. You've got them. In the movies, I don't think... And it, it has to go with what the story is saying. And if you did that, it's like, wait, where did this come from? Like, this makes no sense. Well, um, with, the, with the Fallen Order, obviously, that actually falls into canon um, in terms of the Star Wars uh, lineage and 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 that and oh, of course, uh, yeah. they do they have if you play if you play back to back um the force unleashed and fallen order you will definitely feel like in the force unleashed the force is is just incredible it is just like you mm. can do everything with it with the the well the first time i played fallen order i got my ass handed to me so many times <laughs> It was. It You're was, not alone there. It was uncountable until uh, one of my mates turned to me. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's pretty much like the Dark Souls of Star Wars." I was like, oh, "Wow, I wish you gave me some notice on that." <laughs> but yeah. it does feel a bit more honed in. Like your force pull can only reach to a certain distance. Yeah, um, yeah, they've made it a bit more realistic, and that's yeah, what I kind of really like about. The, like, the, like you said, the current games and the writers behind these concepts. Mm. Being a Jedi is a very specific thing. I feel like people don't really understand some core Star Wars concepts. And I'm not trying to say that as a gatekeeper or yeah. a pompous <laughs> idiot. But I'm like just a responsibility. They have a responsibility. They, they are keepers of the peace. They're not supposed to mm. fight. That's the whole point of the downfall of the Jedi is that they, they yeah. didn't learn. They they lost their way. Like mm. you said, like Mace Windu said, we're keepers of the peace. Uh, not soldiers, and then at the end of the film, he arrives <laughs> with a whole army. Like, yeah. and it's the thing of that's why Luke Skywalker's ultimate act is the one in the Death Star where he chooses mm. to throw away the lightsaber. He says, "No, I'm a yeah. Jedi Knight. I'm not. It's going to do good. this. I'm not going to play your mm. game." And what, what I'm, I'm saying th- is, if uh, Luke Skywalker had to fight the the Emperor Palpatine, you fight on the Force Unleashed. God help him. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I mean, and Vader gets like whooped fifty times. Like my ultimate bodyguard. He's like he's just walking around with like in a wheelchair. Like help. Um, Mm. But I think the thing about the writing in Fallen Order, which I really enjoy, is that it's true to the concept of a Jedi. Like like Cal doesn't give in to the hatred. He doesn't um, get seduced by the dark side. He he has a he has a deep pain, deep torture, but he never sort of. He always goes for the concept of what a Jedi should be, which is really reassuring and really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially the ending of that particular game, like the action he chooses, which was a very bold move, I feel like, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's, um, especially... I feel like we don't spoil it in case there are people who haven't played it yet. I highly recommend the game if you haven't played it. Yeah, so Darth Maul kills Cal. Um... <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, uh... One of my favorite solo, <laughs> just like ah, we are here now. <laughs> One of my favorite bits of writing in this current era of Star Wars has to be Battlefront Two. Uh, if you haven't watched Battlefront Two, I recommend doing it. So there's a very specific mission which is extremely hashtag my shit, um, which 
was the Luke Skywalker commission. Oh yes, yes. Oh, I had to think. think. I'm like, what? What part is he talking about? <laughs> but yeah, no, the Luke one's very good. And the oh, dialogue, in, dialogue in that scene where Luke says to, um, oh, what's his name, the Imperial fella? I know who you're thinking of, Del um, Miko. I, yes. Um, he he says stuff. He, there's a very specific way of writing Star Wars, which I, I know I keep talking about this a lot. I, to, I talk about this a lot in episode six commentary, which is on Patreon. Check it out. Um, and that is, there's a very specific way of writing Star Wars dialogue. And Jedi Fallen Order has got a very, very good example of it, which is when Trilla says something along the lines of stumbling one from one debacle to the next. It's like, nobody speaks like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like in an old-timey film. And that's how you do Star Wars. And there's a very, there's a very good line in, episode, in the Battlefront 2 game where he said, like, he's like, why are you trying to save me? And he says something along the lines of, because he says something along the lines of, when you were growing up as a child in Coruscant, you were, you were scared of the wrong monster. It's like, oh, such a good dialogue. Like the idea that this Jedi have been, that these people have been sort of raised to think that the Jedi are these boogie, like boogeymen. And really, yeah. there's this evil creature living under their bed all the time. Um, and specifically Luke in that game where he's like, look, you can kill me if you want. I'm not going to stop you. But I know there's good in you. I, and he I love I loved Luke Skywalker in that game because I played that level with my brother next to me. Now, he's a massive Star Wars fan. He's older than me, so um, I sort of grew up watching the films through him. Um, and I, as I was playing the game, it came across that, that scene with him and um, Dell in the bunker. And um, me and my brother just turned to each other. And it's like, it's like they, they actually drew the script from like episode six. It just, it fit the characters so well. And it's one of the newer depictions of, or continuations of Luke Skywalker that I have I was, like, satisfied with, where I was just like, yeah, that's him. That's him there. There's also a really great comic book, which, you, if you haven't read it, I really, I really recommend to check it out. That's called Shattered Empire. Um, mm, just set yeah, yeah. straight after episode six and has another great rendition of Luke Skywalker where he um, goes on this like dangerous mission to um, save basically a force tree from the Jedi Temple on Coruscant and he gives, like, there's two of them left and he's like, no I'm going to give this to you, like the woman who helped him out which is Poe's mum, Shara Bay and so when Shara Bay and uh, Kez Dameron go back to live with Poe on Yavin 4, there's actually a force tree from the Jedi Temple which I thought was just so great and sort of a nice little tie into um classic EU books where Luke had the Jedi Temple on the Avenue 4. Um, nice. But yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that sort of thing. Um, like I said, the Black Series figures, to go back to the main topic. Um, <laughs> a bit of a tangent. <laughs> now you know how it's like to be on the Imperial That's alright, it was a good good, good conversation. Um, yeah, the Black Series figures, I, I've only got one Black Series figure, which is the Ray from Episode 7. Um Ugh. I believe we've got that at Star Wars Celebration 2017. Mm-hmm. I think that was the case. Just because it was like, you know what? This is, I, I'm not going to not buy this. <laughs> I'm going to pick it up. Um, I wanted to treat myself for that one thing. But I, I, I do like the design of them. But I, I'm still a stickler and a massive nerd for the 3.75 figures. Because uh, yeah. my classic ones are still here. I mm. mix them all together. And I just I have to have that same sort of size. That's but Charlie, I gotta know: Are you gonna get? Are you gonna get Tebow the Ewok? Like, it's so cute. <laughs> it is cute, and a black series Ewok. That's awesome. You know what? If it's on sale at Celebration, I'll get one. Uh, now think... you were saying before about Vader, but I'm looking at him now. I think he looks amazing because he's the Empire Strikes Back one. They've said. Yeah, the thing. Uh, so, okay, so this is. I said before the show to Andy there was something that freaked me out about this, yeah. and that is. I'm trying to find a picture of it now. I want to see if you can see it as well. Um, so the new boxes for the um, the new boxes. I love the... the color too. It's blue. That's why he's got a blue. It looks like he's got a blue lightsaber, and it just looks weird. Ah, uh, from the box art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does that well, make yeah, sense? That's... But that's his box art. They're not gonna. But it doesn't matter. He's not. He's not got a blue lightsaber. Like, the Ewok one's green. You got. You got the 
Luke Snow Speeder blue and Vader blue. Like it's all color matching. It's because the Mandalorian one's sort of like an orangey brown, and you got a clone trooper which is yellow. So, but I I, w- it's all I, I wouldn't mind color it if, if the thing was blue, but the lightsaber was red. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but then saying that, you know, there has been a time where Vader's held a blue lightsaber. But not that in Empire, correct. Bob. Let me just push my glasses back up. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I do like one of my favorite comments was from the Camino Trooper. Uh, from the Clone yeah. Wars. Yeah. So I was like, wow, there's all these amazing Clone Troopers from the show. We've got <laughs> Echo, we've got <laughs> Fives. Which Clone Trooper should we make? <laughs> this Hasbro. What about the one from the box box aisle on Disney Plus? It's like it's not the best trooper. Oh, right. Is that the one that looks like the sort of um, scout trooper? No, it's uh, like a normal it, sort of, um... a normal phase three trooper, but with a grey. Yeah, it it's like a, a bit like looks a bit like the uh, Coruscant guard with the stripes on the on the helmet. Oh, right. But it's all yeah. it's just grey and white. That's mm. an awkward choice. <laughs> Jeez, I, I'm just brilliant. waiting. Charlie, I'm waiting for the day they do. Oh, we're doing a droidica. I'm like, oh my god, oh, god. do it. That you, folds out and you can just roll it and it will roll. Like, do it, please. Where are those droidicas? There's only so many battle droids I've got, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm so glad you guys did it, but droidicas, come on, come on. Or a new gunnery, anything, please. <laughs> new gunnery, anything, please. Yeah. The head comes off. <laughs> I I want that um the character, you know, the one where he's like um in episode one and um Sidious turns to him he's like, Get this filth out of my sight. Oh that dude, yeah. Get oh, him I can't remember his name. We know Thor against no Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Get this worthless slime out of my sight. And then you just don't and then you see him just at the end. So we are losing energy. How is that possible? Nothing can get through our shields. <laughs> now we're just quoting Phantom Menace. <laughs> I just love it when he's, they walk into the, the prison ship. It's like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> um, you know what you're saying, Charlie, about the, um, was it the three point something? Um, three point seven five. Yeah, I've got um, one of the first ones that I've, I got from... Um, the Revenge of the Sith line, and it—it's kind of a funny story, um, sort of behind it. So, it was September, and I don't know if anyone else's, uh, yeah, any other anyone else's parents was like this, but as it was coming up to September, I was walking through um, Toys R Us, R.I.P. and um, <laughs> poor, as, poor one out for Jer- <laughs> what's his name. <laughs> The giraffe. Oh, the giraffe is it? I don't know. Is it Jerry? No. Jerry. Jeffrey. I think it's Jerry. Jeffrey. 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 Oh, how how we've forgotten. But um, as I was going through Toys R Us, I saw this um, 212th division Utapau uh, clone trooper, and I said to my mum, "Can I buy this?" Mum's first question: Haven't you already got one of those? <laughs> Which immediately is redundant. Well, they're clones. I need more. Um, the second point was I didn't have a new Tapal uh, trooper. And then um, secondly, my mum then turned as like, well, it's almost Christmas. You don't want to buy something in case someone else gets you it. <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh, that's yeah, not the, that's not the point. So I begged mum for the measly uh, six pound ninety nine British sterling. <laughs> to buy it and i've still got it here however it doesn't have any hands anymore oh. <laughs> cruel man I, it got well played with many many battles across the galaxy were fought with um, ben, ben can you edit uh, a sound clip from toy story of sid <laughs> sid's laugh <laughs> <laughs> i was an evil to my toys I was evil to my I was evil to my brother's toys. We toys see everything. I accidentally <laughs> ate the face off of um a nineteen ninety-nine Darth Vader figure that my brother had, which came with his um TIE Fighter as like well. Like he's not been through enough. I know. <laughs> the poor man. 
What now, Vader? <laughs> my face has been ripped off. Um, <laughs> Some six-year-old has eaten my face. <laughs> I do like the idea of you going, like, for the Uropel Trooper. And then you, your mum being like, but haven't you got this one? And you're like, there's thousands of them. Battle droids. <laughs> I, the first one I actually got was a um, horse on red um, clone trooper. Of course, because they're then, always trouble for always follows them. <laughs> for my 10th birthday, my mum got me a, um, a, a gunship, a clone mm. gunship. A uh, so, Republic gunship. Yeah, immediate, immediately I was like, oh, brilliant. and the box heart had loads of clones on it, and I was like, oh my god, opened it up. Yeah, it was just a ship. <laughs> yeah, they never include... I was like, oh, how cruel. But then, yeah. you know, it was an awesome 10th birthday for me. My favourite one is when they always include the random character. It's like... Uh, Lego does that a lot. Oh. Like, you want to talk about random things, and like certain characters... And then you see the movie, and you're just like, they had nothing to do with this set. Why are they there? <laughs> or, or if they bring a Lego set out that, that potentially spoils a bit, where you're like, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the trailer, and I've seen that bit, and now that sort of confirms that they're in it. Yeah, I think what one I'm... of the Marvel movies did that with, I think I think it was Doctor Strange Lego set. There was like a, They put a character in a certain scene, they're like, Okay. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's like Civil War as well, I think, Mo. Oh, Civil War as well, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, Star Wars is very guilty of him. I've Lego got a few stuff, sets here. Yeah, the thing with Lego is that the reason... I, I learned this like a few years ago, which has always surprised me, is that the, the price set isn't depending... isn't really necessarily dependent on the bricks, the amount of bricks, which is what I thought. The thing that actually gets the price of the set up even more is how unique the bricks are. So, if you've got a new minifigure, the set automatically goes up because it's it's like the cost oh. for it, for like the uh, printing yeah. of the new parts mm. and stuff like that. So, that's one of the reasons why the price goes up. But with and the Hasbro the figures, yeah, that too. But with the with the Hasbro figures, there's always like. You always got like with some sets you got like random figures and they're not like random as in like they don't make sense but they're like that's the one you picked like I I don't think this is this isn't one but like for example if it was like Mustafar set Anakin Skywalker and Obi Wan Kenobi are fighting the Jewel of the Fates in the galaxy includes Mustafar in lava man <laughs> <laughs> well with one of the ones recently from uh, Tross. Um... I got oh which one is it? Hang on, I've got to look up behind me. Um, uh, which set was it? Uh, I think it was one of Carla's ship. There's um two uh, Knights of Ren, which is like okay, that makes sense. And th- but then they've put a Sith trooper. I'm like, <laughs> wait, why is there a Sith trooper? That's Brad. It's his best friend. Carlo. Yeah, I know. It's I things like that. I just found a bit like they just add a random trooper, and you're like, oh well, okay. Now I've got another, another one. But um, oh, there's <laughs> another. Oh my gosh, why am I going blank? Ah, oh, with the Sith, um, uh, sort of like the Sith Tie Fighter that came mm. with one. That came with um, a Tie Pilot, um, Finn. And a Knight of Ren, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> How do they go together? <laughs> you want to collect the whole Knights of Ren? Will you have to buy yeah. each of our well, sets? <laughs> you know, I've got, I've got three. Yeah, I've got three. I hope they bring out the others because they're like, well, I might as well collect them all. Oh, they will. <laughs> they will. Um, oh yeah, because there's a rumored their ship from the movie looks. Oh my god. I love the, the, I love the that. one that spurts out smoke. <laughs> Is it the Backstreet Boys? Scene? It looks pretty run down. Is it the Backstreet Boys uh, scene when they're on the oh, big? Cliff? I wish it was the Backstreet Boys scene, but yeah, no, it's just the. I think the rumored one I saw was um, the Knights of Ren ship, and that's where. Oh, you probably yeah, all of them will be there, but then I'll have doubles. 
because I've already got three, but whatever. <laughs> the new AT-AT looks good. Ooh, oh, they bring that Yeah, for the anniversary. Um, oh, they're bringing out an updated, which comes with a snow speeder, which is good. Um, but yeah, it looks like an updated one from the... I'm looking at my AT-AT. I think I got that in... I think 2016, yeah. One of my favourite pieces of merchandise ridiculousness is the... Um, do you remember when you got the episode 3 figures? It used to have like a cat, like a sort of a, a descriptive adjective on the, on the sort of the artwork. So like, for example, it had like Jedi action or like, you know, explosive, like, like sort of just these adjectives. But yeah, my, yeah, favorite, yeah. my favorite one was there's a Chancellor Palpatine figure. And and it had Senator. <laughs> <laughs> like that's his he's Ah, oh, so Senator was like the being descriptive. descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really wish they just put like the Senate. Yeah. It's like the his Senate power is like, oh my god. His power is legislation. That's so funny, Charlie, because like, I can just imagine you, you know, you're looking at the aisle and then you look at the, the, the rack of all figures and you're like, oh, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, powerful. And, and then Anakin Skywalker, um, I don't know, the chosen one. And then you get to Palpatine, Senator. <laughs> don't mess with him. Oh, no, don't mess with him at all. He will put a law into effect and wait votes, <laughs> votes for it. He will make something legislation. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find a picture of this because it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely. Oh, it's, oh, it's a, it says Supreme Chancellor. <laughs> Supreme Chancellor. There you go. Whereas the uh, the Emperor figure says firing force lightning. Now I know which one I prefer. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, but yeah um, um, with the Black Series, though, um, yeah, this wave looks exciting. And like I've said, I've pre-ordered, I think, I haven't pre-ordered Zeb yet. Um, I think I'll wait until I get paid. Um, but <laughs> I've, I've pre-ordered the, uh, the, uh, the Darth Vader, the Ewok, and the Man- new Mando and stuff. So yeah, looking forward to it. Very good, very good. Um, so, Bob, you picked for your sort of topic. You've picked the volume, uh, oh, the volume room for the Disney Gallery series. Do you want to sort of talk about that? Yeah. So, um, as as some of the the close friends in the the podcast group will know, um, I'm I'm an amateur actor, so I do a lot of the amateur circuit, doing uh, plays and pantomimes and stuff. So when I watched the Mandalorian docuseries I think it was episode 4 was the volume and I just fell in love with it Um, it's sort of a um, it was Carl who played um, Grief Cargo is it? I'm very bad with with names usually oh am I? excellent yes Um, but uh, yeah so he was talking about how when he was on the lava boat at the uh, on the final episode, mm. and he was, I was looking at the walls and I I could see I could see it moving and and the tunnel in front of me was getting larger and the tunnel behind me was getting smaller, and um, I was just looking at it and then he said like it put him on a set and I did a short movie. Um, in Birmingham, UK, uh, and it was a heavy VFX uh, film. So, and the director came up to us and was like, "Oh, by the way, so and so is going to happen. I need you to react to it." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool. What are we looking at?" And the director said, "I don't know. The VXF team haven't made it yet." <laughs> so, <laughs> me and my friend had to uh, react. To something which both of us would have had a completely different idea of what we were looking at what the size was what the scale how many arms it had you know all the stupid thing whereas what the volume um, for those actors using it 
is it all put them on a level playing field. They all knew what they were looking at. They knew what the size was, what the scale, how fast, where it was moving to, and also how bright the light is like reflecting off it. And I, uh, the volume just blew my mind. It was incredible. I watched that episode of a docuseries, I think, three times, maybe four, just because I keep going over it, just watching it, and seeing how excited the actors get over using it, and also seeing how the directors used it as well. I just I just thought it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where watching it, the Disney Gallery series has just been so much fun to watch. Absolutely. And the technological marvels, like, I think, like, Kudos to, to John for like sort of helping to develop all the stuff with the Lion King, but all of this comes from George, literally. Like, <laughs> like people forget that George funded ILM himself. Like, this is like he created based off Star Wars. Like, the group of people that he had for the first film is like, look, I need you guys to keep innovating. And it wasn't for them. A lot of the stuff we see isn't wouldn't be like in effect. That's why when people make fun of Jar Jar Binks. It really grinds my gears because that performance by Ahmed and that technology that they were like literally testing on set, like they were changing bits and pieces here and there on set. If it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have Gollum, we wouldn't have Thanos, we wouldn't have any of this. I'll be honest, I, I remember I got to a point where I was in my teens and I, I, I'll admit it, I, I was a bit of a George hater. I was like, oh, look what he's done with these special editions. Why does he keep tampering with stuff? Oh, blah, blah, blah. The prequels weren't that good and all that. And, that, you know, that was a, that was a phase, thankfully, um, that, I, that I went through. But I've watched um, on Disney Plus the uh, Empire of Dreams documentary and also mm. watching these Mandalorian documentaries. I've realised that, George Lucas isn't just responsible for Star Wars. He's responsible for how great Jurassic Park was. He was responsible for how great pretty much every single movie that uses special effects and even some practical effects. He, he, he's like got 10% basically in every single film. There's, there's not many films nowadays that get made or even TV series that get made that haven't been impacted by the technological push that George made in the 70s, the 80s, and through the 90s, noughties, and 10s now even as well. Yeah, people forget that The Phantom Menace is the film with the most physical models. Mm. That's like, right, yeah. Outdoing the, even the original trilogy. All the pod racers and, and mm. like... um. A lot of people think that, like, uh, if they haven't seen the behind-the-scenes, that Ahmed Best as Jar Jar Binks is probably mocap. It's not. He's in a costume with a, a gun-gun head strapped to his own so that the actors have a reference point to where they're looking. You know, that stuff that people are now applying to this. Mm. It's oh, it's just, I, I like, you know, as I say, I am a bit, Ashamed that I was one of those people that I think we've. I don't think you should be ashamed because I feel like yeah, there's nothing to be ashamed about. I think we're all that. We've all been for it. Yeah, but now I realise how much of a genius is. As much as he he can sort of like my my favourite story is just how he went up to. Well, how I've been told it is how he went up to Dave Filoni and was like, uh, yeah, uh, Darth Maul's back. Uh, make it happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's like, um, what? What do you mean? <laughs> but it's those sort of pushes that I feel like creates. Well, those risks I, are what create these stories that pay off. This is this actually is a good point because you and me have had this conversation slash argument for years about. Yeah. So just for context, <laughs> I just before you get into that, for context, uh, Bob here is one of my uh, oldest friends, uh, one of my best friends, and so we've obviously been friends for a very long time long so time. a long time a very long time <laughs> of course it's me um and 
Wouldn't that be crazy? Um, and it's like, yeah, Bob, you it's the argument we have we have had for years. Yeah. So um, Charlie was telling me all these cool things about the Clone Wars and and Rebels as well. And you'll talk about all these these cool things and I was like oh this is cool I could get into it and then you went oh yeah and then Darth Maul shows up and I go whoa, whoa, whoa. wait what <laughs> Darth Maul he's dead mate <laughs> he got cut in half <laughs> and he's at the bottom of uh, some sort of spire in feed <laughs> it's like he, he's done he's finished like, no 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 they brought him back and I was like how oh yeah because of the dark side he harnessed all his anger and it saved him I was like that is terrible writing <laughs> and stuff like that and I was I was big against the whole Darth Maul again um, sort of that phase and then I started watching the Clone Wars and Rebels about two months ago so you see how recent this is as well um, and uh, I started watching it and I was like and it came up to the episodes where Darth Maul was introduced in the Clone Wars and I was like Okay, here we go. Okay, I can sort of get that. Oh, this is cool. Oh, now, oh, yeah, this is it. And then I was hooked and I was into it. And then as soon as he turned up in Rebels, I was just like, here we go. <laughs> and that's the sort of, like, I remember when I told, because Bob hadn't watched Solo. He was like, well, was it any good? And I was like, yeah, it's really awesome. Well, well I, at least I had fun watching it. There's some bits that aren't great. I was like, there's a really cool bit of Darth Maul. And you were like, in a Han Solo film how dare how dare they do this I'm like dude you have to watch Clone Wars it's cool and yeah but 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 I think I can speak for me Andy I don't want to speak for you but I feel like we all went through that we're like you can't bring Darth Maul back and then oh, they do no, it definitely I wasn't like, oh, I'm like that's just stupid it's like he died in episode one yeah he fell down a shaft <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then you watch Sam Witwer pour his heart out and you're like oh, that, oh that okay episode where he's got like the mechanical spider body and he's muttering to himself in the corners as um Clancy Brown Savage is like brother <laughs> is that true brother <laughs> but it's it's brilliant and and also I've I've always had a love for, for Sam Witwer obviously going back to The Force Unleashed did um, I tell you? I did I tell you, Bob, that um, at celebration he brushed by my brushed by my shoulder through the you... through the uh, you know the main area. Like he had, yeah. he clearly was late for something. <laughs> I went to turn left, and he just you know basically ran in front of me, brushed <laughs> by, almost put his hand on my shoulder, saying, you know, oh excuse me, and I'm just like, that was Sam Woodward. That was Sam Woodward. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> he is the most And he had his cool dude. jacket on. He always wears that cool jacket. I was at Celebration 16 and um, I went off to get my photo op with um, Mark Campbell because he's my idol, my hero, everything. Anyway, yeah, idea about that. That's a story for another time. So I went off to do that and I came back and my brother was actually with Charlie at the time and I come back to my brother and I was like ah oh, how you doing mate you're all right he's like oh yeah I uh, saw some bloke um Sam Whitworth or something I went Sam Whitworth from the Force Unleashed he was like yeah he was just stood there and I was like oh I'm glad on one way I saw Mark Camel but also in another way I was like oh no I miss Sam Whitworth so that was one of my favorite moments because that was my first celebration and I was like really 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 nervous Mm. I, was, I was behind the Star Wars show stage, which was a bit more open than it is in other celebrations. And that gateway where you just got walk off the stage and walk down and stuff. And Sam Witwer was like signing and taking photographs of people. And he was there for ages. And I was waiting there and I was like, okay, I'm the next person. I'm the last person. He was trying to wrap up. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. He's signing someone's photo. And then... I'm about to walk towards him, and some guy just bushes in, and is like, "Can you sign this for me?" And they're like, "That's it, no more." And I was like, uh, "Okay." 
I'm not gonna. I don't. I feel like I'm one of those people. that's like I don't want to bother him, so I'm gonna leave. So I I turn around and then because I had my phone out still, like with camera out, and I just I get turned around. Someone grabs my shoulder. He's like, "Hey, dude, do you want a picture?" I was like, oh, "Yes, please, Darth Maul, sir." <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, here you go." And he took a picture, and you can see it. It's like him smiling and me like, <laughs> "With Darth Maul." Oh, that's beautiful. I Charlie. love Darth Maul. I love That's you, beautiful. sir. And also, like, he is the most handsome dude I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, god damn. There's, there's another story from uh, that celebration as well, because um, me and my brother had to travel up from this little remote village in the middle of nowhere in England to go up to London. And uh, as we got to the XL uh, centre, we uh, met up with you, Charlie, and we mm. had to... I had to go through the whole processing thing to get my ticket uh, or my Linyard thing. And as we were there, I was like, right, have you got everything? And I was like, yep, I've got my code here. I've got this. I haven't got a form of ID. And for about five minutes as we were waiting in the queue, I was bricking myself, just going, I'm not going to get in. I've travelled all this way, spent all this money because the Mark Camel photo op wasn't cheap. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to get in. I'm not going to get in. And I was like ready to beg on my knees to the woman at the sort of register thing. And I was like, I'm really sorry, but I don't have any ID on me. And she went, have you got the card that you paid with? I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she scanned it through and I got my ticket and everything was all right but for like five minutes my my heart sank down to my anus i just <laughs> christ um <laughs> yeah i feel like oh if we, if we talk about a bit more about conventions in a second i just want yeah. to get this this last bit of the volume out ah yes um andy what did you think about this whole volume room deal or this uh um, well, affection I, I think bob's covered pretty much everything about it like just incredible like they've actually you know it's really helped actors um you know get that really good performance because they can visually see oh yeah the light on the tunnel the lava's there like what carl weathers was saying about it you know i don't want to step in the lava because his mind because his mind's telling him hey we're moving even though you're not moving like it's just yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it? it's fantastic. The, the, the woman, um, the Cara Dune character, and she oh, was even saying, Cara Dune, yeah, she was actually getting motion sick from it, even though there oh, she was, yeah, it's and it, it's credible. And I think uh, Tyker said, once you buy into it, you're there, and that's it. And the, it's just there's so many quotes I can take from from the actors, from the directors, from the visual effects people and stuff. And like, you know, um, one of the the directors said, like, it puts you back in a set. And as an actor, there's nothing better than seeing three or four walls that you can work with. There's nothing better than that. Well, I feel like I should wrap up this conversation by saying, how long do you think it's before we, like, just general audiences can get their own TV wall? And let's be honest, what are we going to use it for? Well, first of all, I would be... I I like the VX, VFX wall in terms of if I was acting, but if I was watching something of it, I think I'd get too lost. I'm too easily distracted, so I'd see something float off in the distance and go, oh, what's that there? And then suddenly um, something would be happening which would be directly in front of me, and now my attention's been taken away. Well, I just like I just like the idea of like going. Oh, okay, honey, let's go to bed. Okay, turn the light off, press a button, and <laughs> you're in hyperspace. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a cool, that's a cool attribute. But let's not forget there will be the people who go. Hmm, I wonder if I watch this sort of this certain adult sort of literature. Porn. <laughs> yeah. So. Um... Would we? <laughs> I mean, it's going to come up at some point. It had to come up at some point. Um, I'm surprised we've gotten this far without it coming up. But 
wonder how that will there affect that industry as well. Like, you, you can have it anywhere. Well, they've already moved on to VR, which... <laughs> have half background. <laughs> <laughs> like Zoom. <laughs> just, just got a ghost old Ben, like, in the distance looking sort of... Just... <laughs> He's a cuckold. <laughs> you must go to the Dagobah system. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Looks like my tauntauns just waking up. <laughs> oh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> Sexy tauntaun opens, <laughs> opens up. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Yeah, but you definitely know someone will will abuse the technology like that. I mean, that's what happens with any technology. Someone makes it, someone helps it, helps someone out, and then it's automatically abused by someone for something. Um, but yeah, let's go back to the convention talk to sort of wrap this all episode up, because we've been going for a little while, actually. Mm. Um, again, this is the Imperial Senate effect, where you talk for a little bit, and it happens to be an hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so... Is there any sort of major stories, convention stories you can talk about? Obviously, Celebration is probably not going to happen this year. Yeah, but, still uh, no updates. Um, it would be nice to know, you know. Wouldn't it? it like, yeah. no, one, no one can actually go to it. <laughs> I think, exactly. I think the problem at the moment is um, a lot of, like, the lockdown regulations and stuff about, like, uh, I know in our our country about furloughing staff and and stuff like that. A lot of it sort of ends at July, which means it puts um, celebration in an awkward position because it's in August, where in fear everything should be running not, back to the form of not normal. the airports though, because like I'm pretty sure yeah, the like... whole year's done for flying. I reckon. Yeah, UK and Australia, we, we, we can't go. We're, yeah, I know. Right, and, I'll, and, I'll, and... Yeah, go, I'll, Sorry. I'll make a, 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 just a point here. So, um, again, as some of you may know, if I've, if I've spoken to you, me and my brother have this huge holiday planned. It was to go to um, LA for two weeks. You know, we'd spend a week in downtown. And we'd spend a week in Anaheim. And we'd, we'd see it all. We do all the stupid touristy stuff. We do it all, but we were coming mainly for celebration. But if it was to go ahead this year, and let's say in some weird way we were able to get over there, I don't. I still don't think we would, because there's just there would just be this cloud overhead, and everybody will be thinking about it. No one would be relaxed. It wouldn't be fun. It's. It would just be wasted if they still continued it this year. In my and opinion. how would they do social distancing in a convention center? Like Charlie, you saw how Chicago was. Every time a panel mate, finished, pan- mate, if two panels mad. finished at the same time, you've got all that traffic of people. Oh my god, the amount of times people stood on my foot and bumped <laughs> into me, and like everyone's just too close. Like it. Would and the not lines. Work. And the lines, yeah. It's just it, it won't work. And quite frankly, like like we've said, no one's going to be able to go. Think about how much the cast are from the UK. Um, well, exactly. The teams, like on the yeah. VHS and prop building and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah no one's going to travel. There's a huge amount of people who go for the whole prop and yeah. set things. For some people, that is their celebration, to see how they made this and how they designed that. And, and you know, it's just... Yeah, it would just be wasted. It would be record low crowds. It w- won't have the same feel. No one will be quite, you know. It's and also it like ju- just in terms of like one, yeah, maybe uh, like California will open up a bit, but one, no one will want to go. Like no one will want to try and risk. And can't it. afford to go. Like can't I don't think I can yeah. afford to go now because you know I've I've still got a wedding in November. So like. I don't think I can afford, you know, to even travel at the moment. So, and especially like as well, like the second wave potential. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to go. be as bad, but I feel like it's certainly going to have some sort of effect, especially when it gets closer to winter over that's, here. Yeah. 
thing. No one, no one can say for certain. And that's like the horrible thing. If we had an answer, like that we knew, like let's say in a in a wonderful world, and they said like, oh yeah, by December all of this will be gone, and we won't have any problems, and we'll go back to normal. If we had something like that that could tell us, then I think everyone would be a lot calmer. But it's yeah, the unknowingness of it. That's the thing. Like people think that this is a simple solution. Like oh well, we're done now. Opening up, it's good. It's like you don't understand, like the supply chains for all this stuff, like food for, yeah, like just normal working. The way and that we that's fundamentally that's sort work. Of what you're saying, Charlie? Sorry, yeah. you go. No, sorry. I was gonna say, like the way we fundamentally work will be changed forever. Now, I don't yeah. think people want to work in offices as much. Businesses well, I was won't... saying, yeah. I was saying before, um, on June first, we've got cafes and bars, uh, restaurants opening, so dining oh. food only. 20 people only and you have to give them your name and your number for contact tracing if there's an outbreak um but like you know it's bookings only like this is just a small step and people were complaining like oh it should be 50 it's like no we have to start slow and work our way up the ladder like you can't just go oh yeah 50 people in one room it's like no like if i visually saw that i'll be like i ain't going in there no, absolutely. It's just ridiculous the way that people have been acting and just you know just in general, mm. and also like quite frankly, I love Star Wars Celebration. You know mm. that like, it's like where I met you guys and just you know it's, it's family. One of those, it is family and it's a special time and it's one of my favorite times of the whole year. But at the, at the same time, I'd rather people not die <laughs> because I want yeah. to watch. That's my, that's my reasoning too Charlie it's like oh you know when people go oh I want to do this it's my right it's like yeah but they're your friends you you don't want them to die right <laughs> you'd, you'd hope so yeah like, yeah unless you're a really bad friend <laughs> which then yeah you're probably not the best of friends and yeah it's just, I mean yeah ridiculous it's a, it's a weird it's a weird time and as one comedian said um, we always have to move with the slowest 1%. And that might be slow in terms of physically slow, or that might be slow in the terms of mentally slow. And what I mean by that is mm-hmm. just like idiots. Yeah. Just people who's oh, like, boy. oh, well, this whole I'm pandemic, just... Bob, has really brought out the idiots. I'll just you, say that. You know, you know who not to talk to now when you walk down the street. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> Even but, my mum was like shouting. I was like, I fucking hate Facebook. I was like, I don't uh, blame you. The amount of people are just so stupid. It's people say, you know, don't read the comments on YouTube. Just don't read comments on oh, Facebook. Don't oh, look at threads on Twitter. Like, just don't bother because you'll know someone will be in there saying something and you're like, oh my God, how are you breathing? Do you know the, the amount of times I've gone on Facebook? I've seen an article and my brain's gone. You're going to read the comments, but you really shouldn't. I start yeah. reading the comments. I then type out a message. And then I have like this, like Luke Skywalker in episode eight, I have a moment of clarity. <laughs> and I'm like, I shouldn't write this. I shouldn't, I shouldn't endorse this. I shouldn't let them know that this has annoyed me. So I delete mm. the whole message and I just leave it. And I look at something fun. One of my favorite That's things right. was uh, David Tennant mentioned this. He's like, the way that comment for some reason our brains process the internet as some sort of newfangled, mysterious thing where we think, oh, everything that's on there, if it's written in text, for some reason we process it as this will give it more worth than it should have. And he said, if you imagine that exact quote someone's just read in the text you're reading, if someone said that to you out loud in the street, like they're like, uh, we should be able to go outside. Fuck this. Fuck, fuck SJWs. You'd be like, oh, that person's clearly like ill. I'm yeah. going to not walk on that road. I'm going to walk away. You would go up to them and go, you're wrong. Yeah, you would go up to them and go, I would still wrong. keep a two meter distance even when this is over. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's the best way to do it. It's like, just think of it if the, in real life. Like, if someone's attacking you or being like racist or like abusive or like just all this stuff. You have got to just, you know, these people are are truly stupid. Mm. And 
I don't know what we're going to do about it. I mean, we see it all the time, even in celebrations. There's some people who are like, Jesus Christ. Oh, um, yeah. Absolutely. But shall we go back to happy memories? No. Yeah. Um, celebrate. So, <laughs> I, I, the other I will tell you one of my favorite stories. And it wasn't what happened to me. I was just, I just happened to be there. So we get into, me and my brother are in, in the XL in london we're there we're at star wars celebration 16 and we're walking about and we're looking at these costumes that people are wearing and that have made and we're like this is incredible and then my brother turns and with like this glint in his eye this pure ecstasy of joy he sees an r5 droid driving towards him (laughs) and that's it that was his his moment and i was like I'm so happy for him because my brother's an absolute droid fan. He loves them all. He can name you of them all. He can tell you which series it is, which dome it has on it. He's like, he's so into it. And for him just to see the R5 from A New Hope. And he he was just, I was like, Kim, do you want a photo with it? And it was like, yeah. And then the motivator popped out of it. (laughs) And it was just like, that's it. That's my... That's my best memory of Star Wars Celebration, joint with meeting Mark Hamill. What about you, Andy? What's your best uh, celebration story or memory? Oh, man. There are a lot. Um, You know what? I think my favorite was just walking around the, um, I don't know, the main area. Is that what you call it? Yeah, the arena, I suppose. The or... arena, yeah. Um, especially the day with you, Charlie. You know, like, I think Claire, and this was before Nikki had arrived. Like, everyone was kind of done doing their own thing. And it was just you and I, and we just walked around, looked at a few, you know, looked around and, um, you know, looked at a few stalls and some artwork and stuff. And, yeah, I, I just I just really enjoy the time I spent with people Um like I still had great time at panels and stuff, but it was just hanging out with everyone and hanging out with you, Charlie. Oh, bless you. I, I feel the same, honestly. Like I remember, like that first that first night at the at the bar. Oh, the bar, seeing, yeah. Seeing all you guys just turn up and it's just like give you a big hug. <laughs> there's, that, there's that moment where <laughs> there's that moment you're like, get... who's this guy? Oh, like, Daddy. I'm like, I'm so I get so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> You need like a uh, like a buddy system where like some it's like me or someone else is just like oh hello there by the way this is Charlie. <laughs> Within about five oh, seconds yeah. though, like I'm like oh, it's Andy, and I'm like then you can't shut me up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. you like a a wind up toy. Once you once you've wound it up, poof, it just goes. Yeah, I mean. Good luck with that. Like, like, it's just, it was one of those moments where it's like, it's the Australians. Oh my God. Like, and then within what, we was just having drinks within about what, two seconds? <laughs> Chatting. <laughs> doing good. I think Josh automatically had his podcast recorder out. Oh yeah, Josh was already recording. Yeah. <laughs> hey man. It's okay. It's like, what, you recording already? Um, always, always got work on the mind. Like Claire was like out. She was drunk already, which was fun. Oh, she was amazing. It's like typical Chicagoan, already drunk. <laughs> I I tell you, it was funny because um, you were posting uh, like videos and stuff up when you were in Chicago, and I was watching it through gritted teeth, going, "I hope you're having fun." Um, <laughs> but um, there was this one thing where you, it was a video of you stood in a line uh, waiting to go into some some place or some arena, or it might have even been. The, the Star Wars celebration itself. Anyway, it was snowing, and as I was watching the video, I just sat there and went, well, "Welcome to Chicago!" And no word of a lie, Claire then uttered those exact words on the video. <laughs> I was like, "I'm a clairvoyant." <laughs> Literally a clairvoyant. Oh, dude! <laughs> yes. Dear God, that'd be a good sort of. Think for the show, Claire. Can you predict the future? 
Yes, clair- the uh, clair- clairvoyant segment of the exactly, yeah. podcast. You give her loads of little information about stuff and ask her to say where it's going. Yeah, predict something. <laughs> I might do that. I might introduce that as a concept. What's the Ezra and Fraun story going to be? Go. <laughs> I sense. <laughs> Um, well, I think that's all we've got time for this week. I think this was so much fun to have that was good. Uh, fans of the show actually, you know, come board the main episode. Um, yeah. Um, if you want to sort of jump on board as well and want to join us on the show, hopefully next time we'll have uh, Claire and Nikki as well. Um, you can do so by becoming a, a patron on our Patreon. There's a specific tier. Um, just join us there and you can join us as well. Uh, that's all we've got time for this week. And I just want to say, again, thank you so much, Bob. Thank you so much, Andy, for coming on. Uh, May the Force be with you. And also with you. (laughs) Goodbye now. And you. Hey out there in listener land, thank you for listening. If you want to hear or see more from the Senators, please go to the website imperialsenatepodcast.com where you will find links to the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for the show, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email in to imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com and please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you again, and may the Force be with you. Remnants of the old republic have been swept away.